0: Hello there, this is Benny. This is Kyle. And you're listening to The Doctor's Watcher, the Jurassic Park podcast about every episode of Doctor Who. Do,
1: do, 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 <laughs> do, do, do. So, do, uh. Do, do, do. Looking forward to finding out what makes this the Jurassic Park podcast. Um, <laughs> last time, last time we were in Viking times, but. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're going someplace new this time I we'll guess I'll find
0: out <laughs> It has been a, a little while since we last recorded And yeah. I wanted to actually give a quick shout out To our our Doctor's Watcher musician, Circuit 23 And congratulate congratulate him on his recent nuptials uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be old, old news, but this is the first episode we've recorded since then. Congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. 23. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually part of why we haven't recorded in a little bit is because I went back to Utah for the happily ever after party <laughs> and had a good time. Yeah, which was actually what it was called, folks. We didn't <laughs> make that up. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> We did uh, a family karaoke night, and Circuit and I actually did a song together that is the first hymn of the religion that he and I started. Uh, The religion's called Dustites, and our first hymn is Dust in the Wind by Kansas. (laughs) uh nice of them to uh to commission you
1: know to do a song for you on commission Kyle <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: they actually did two of them our second hymn is carry on wayward Son.
1: oh is that is that also a dust night hymn yeah that's a good one um cool so so yeah uh. In the meantime, um, in my life, I also have had some exciting developments. Um, we we started watching the Star Wars show Andor, um, the Cassian Andor prequel show. So, you know, Kyle's off do- doing like major family life changing events. I'm I'm over here watching Star Wars. So <laughs> I, I, I think that we're, we're both, you know, living, living our best lives. Uh
0: huh. Yeah, I think that <laughs> no, I think that's my- right.
1: My, my, my folks did come to visit um which i thought was kind of cool that like both of us got to see our our families um this is the first time i'd seen my my folks in person since the whole pandemic began so that was that was interesting that was cool nice uh, yeah Got to not to you know go around and see some sites uh in the bay area here but yeah cool cool well
0: shall we get into it
1: Speaking of, um, like you were saying, it has been a a little while since we last recorded. So, um, you know, I'm supposed to, supposed to give us our cliff dangler now. (laughs) Uh, well, there, there was a, I remember there was a a meddling monk, um, are we're in Viking times, but this monk hasn't let that stop him from like, you know, uh, Toasting himself some nice toast, and he's got his old timey record players set up playing hymns uh monk chanting so he doesn't have to do any chanting he, he he's got it he's got it going on um and uh, meantime our our little quaint coastal village uh, that's outside the monastery um is being attacked by Vikings who who uh, are are, are not 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 so great, you know. We, this is one of our our Doctor Who serials where we've had some problematic elements, um, but uh, now this uh, this meddling monk has been like uh, trapping and and otherwise uh, making problems for our heroes. I don't I don't exactly remember the exact clip. <laughs> but that's that's the best I could do. I mean, we'll have to just settle settle for a slightly you know chaotic. Um, Synopsis instead.
0: Uh-huh, sure. Yeah, I mean that was a pretty good synopsis. Uh the <laughs> the specific cliff danglers I actually I don't usually do this, but I wrote down a couple of cliff dangler beats in my notes. Um one thing I wrote down was that Woolnoth, who is one of the villagers from the the cliffside, seaside village, Woolnoth and Eldred, who's another villager, they were both fighting some Vikings and Eldred got got injured pretty badly. So Wilnoth took him to the monastery, hoping that, you know, the monks could uh, all, like, help him recover his health and whatnot. Yes. You just gotta click on a monk and your your health bar goes bloop all the way up. <laughs> uh-huh. It makes a little, ah, uh, noise. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile... Vicky and Steven have shown up at the monastery they're trying to rescue the doctor who they think has been well who has been taken captive by the monk and they go and they find the cell that the monk is keeping the doctor in and they go into the cell and discover that he's actually not there it's like his jacket is still there and there's like you know shit under the the blanket to make it look like there's a person there and stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, We should mention that this is the 38th episode of season two, and this is a battle of wits. Inconceivable. I'm
1: positive I made the same joke last time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we start like right where we pick where we left off from the cliff dangler. Vicky and Steven are basically in the cell wondering what could have happened to the doctor because... Like, when they found the cell, the door was locked. They had to, like, you know, pick the lock to get into it, basically. Vicky figures that the only possibility is that there must be a secret passage somewhere in the cell. Excellent. I'm, I'm a fan. Uh-huh. Listen, they always have them in castles and monasteries and things in case of siege or fire or something. Well, don't just sit there. Help me look. In case of spot-hidden-doors (laughs) rolls. So they do both do investigation checks and spot-hidden-doors rolls, and Vicky ends up finding a loose stone in the wall. Like you do Uh in these situations. (laughs) (laughs) Steven comes over, and he helps her kind of pry it open, and it does actually turn out to be a hidden door leading to a secret passage. Nice. Nice. Steven says,
1: Who's a clever girl,
0: And Vicky jumps on him and bites his head and tears his guts open. Nice. Yeah, did I mention that Vicky's a Velociraptor? (laughs) Now we know. Vicky the Velociraptor. It makes sense. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Meanwhile, the monk gets Wilnoth and Eldred kind of set up for the moment. And then he goes to check on the doctor where he discovers that the cell is actually empty the doctor's not there but before he can really like do anything about it and start searching or anything Wolnoth starts calling for him so he you know heads back to see what's up he's like hey we, we clicked on you and uh
1: we didn't hear the uh sound effect <laughs> and, and, and my dude's HP is
0: still low <laughs> are you are you really a monk? Do we need to click on you a few times? Are you are you out of spell slots maybe? <laughs> it turns out that the doctor is actually down in the village. He's talking with Edith who of course is the descendant of her. Yes, I I think that uh, sometimes you you may also know her as Sheedith. Sheedith, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, been can... long enough that I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> you forgot the bit. <laughs> so she's told the doctor that his friends went up to the monastery to look for him. And, you know, I guess he like missed them on the way or whatever. She mentions that her husband and the rest of the village men all went after the Vikings. Mm-hmm. The doctor's like, you've seen them and, and their fleet. And She tells him that it was just, like, a small band of Vikings, probably only from one ship. She's like, that's all the casting people could afford. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. But then she's like... You speak of a fleet as though you knew it existed.
1: He's like, yeah, it's it's just off camera, don't worry. (laughs) We we Uh might not see it, but
0: it's there. (laughs) (laughs) He's basically just like, yeah, I know, like, a lot of shit. And one of the things I know is that there's going to be a Viking invasion here pretty soon. He's just like fuck the Prime Directive. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah, the Doctor Who universe does not have a, a temporal. What do they call it? The temporal the enforcement division. The temporal Prime Directive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, but another there's the group. Yeah, yeah. Edith, sheedith is like. So that's why Harold
1: Godwinson's trouble. I'm forming an army, and men have traveled south already to join it. Ah, I thought it was William of Normandy's invasion across the channel, not a Viking invasion he feared It's like, wow wouldn't it suck if we had both happening at the same time? <laughs> that would seem like a major historical event
0: in this yeah. year of our Lord tenth you know one thousand sixty six <laughs> If a Viking invasion were to happen like shortly before William of Normandy, it might really weaken one of the armies. <laughs> The doctor's like, I don't even have to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) The doctor realizes that he's got to go back to the monastery to face, actually face the monk. And so he rushes off, but not before reassuring Edith that the Viking invasion is probably going to land like somewhere else, not like directly here at this village. And that King Harold is going to defeat the Vikings. He's like, I got some good news and some bad news. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was the good news. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, he does actually add that the history books say that William the Conqueror will then defeat King Harold a few weeks later. And then he just turns and leaves before Sheedeth has any time to question him. <laughs> He's just like, Yup, peace out. <laughs> Vicky and Stephen emerge from the secret passage into the middle of the forest basically cool they start looking for the doctor vicky thinks that maybe he went back to the tardis or something steven has finally decided to accept the fact that the tardis is a time machine and they are back in like 1066 era
1: Yep, well, welcome to the show It's called Doctor
0: Who uh-huh. <laughs> You are now a companion <laughs> He does still correctly think that something weird is happening Because, you know, there's like a wristwatch and a gramophone and stuff mm-hmm. He's like, my ancestors had a saying that I think is applicable here They always said mm-hmm. I sure don't have
1: anything like that in Alabama oh man (laughs) yep that got (laughs) me
0: he wants to go back to the monastery but Vicky wants to find the doctor first so they can all three like investigate what's going on all together so Stephen basically tells her to lead the way
1: Vicky's like, okay, so there's this thing that you are going to learn very quickly that's called splitting the party. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a tradition, but, you know, there comes a point when you
0: do have to reconnect with your party members again. Whenever the party has been split, we always need to try to get back together. Whenever the party is together, we need to find an excuse to split it. Stephen's like, but wouldn't it make more sense? And Vicky's like, bup, 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 bup. No questions. (laughs) It's the way it is. Yep. It's tradition. (laughs) The monk gets out a first aid kit, like a modern, you know, 1960s style first aid kit that he has in hiding in the monastery, and he takes a few penicillin tablets out of it and then kind of puts the kit back into hiding, and... He brings these penicillin tablets over to Eldred and tells him to swallow them, which Eldred does. He, you know, I think he tells him it's like some herbs or something. Yes, well, we we know it's penicillin, that (laughs) wonder drug that will
1: always be great at solving every infection, and we should use it at every chance we get Uh
0: here in 1960s England. (laughs) (laughs) He asks Eldred how far the main, like, how far behind the main Viking fleet would be from this scouting party that they met, and Eldred thinks that probably the main the main fleet would be, like, two or three days behind, which seems to make the monk pretty pleased. He kind of says to himself as he walks away that he seems that he's on schedule. Oh, boy. Okay. He tries to get wulnoth to take Eldred home, but, you know, Eldred's still pretty weak. wolnoth thinks that he'll have to stay at the monastery for a while. The monk is like... Yes, of course he's weak. He's lost a lot of blood. I'd like to give him a blood transfusion, but... And wolnoth is basically just like, what the fuck is the blood transfusion? Are you a vampire? <laughs> and the monk kind of catches himself and says that they'll just have to pray. <laughs> Uh,
1: he should have he started with that one. In fact, I think that as a monk, he can just use that for everything.
0: Uh-huh. We cut to a couple of Vikings who are traveling through the forest. They are arguing with each other about what to do next. Basically, if the Saxons find them, the two of them are going to be pretty easily defeated because it's just, you know, these two Ulf wants to go hide in the monastery. His plan is to basically ask for sanctuary and get taken in by the monks and then start taking hostages as soon as they're inside. Okay, yeah, that, that could work. Uh-huh. Sven thinks they should head south and, like, actually complete their scouting task that they were sent out to do. Uh, I don't know about Sven. I think I think maybe we should listen to Ulf here. <laughs> By the end of the scene, it seems like Ulf is starting to convince Sven, but it's kind of unclear what they're nice. going to do
1: next. Alrighty, guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so what's the chemistry like between these two uh, the, in the the, the Svolf ship?
0: <laughs> I would say they're they're kind of frenemies. Okay, you know, yeah, that works. That works. They've worked together a lot, and you know, they've been paired together on this mission. They're, like, kind of the two remaining survivors of the scouting party. So, yeah, I think they're kind of falling into into a good frenemy vibe.
1: Yeah, I, I think that they're, uh, they're, they're, their mood is like their helmets. <laughs> Horny. Uh-huh. Hi, I hope you're enjoying the episode. If you like our podcast, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to ask us a question, share your thoughts, or make fun of us, you can email us at thedoctorswatcher@gmail.com at gmail.com or tweet us at Dr. Watcher. Thanks for listening, and now back to the episode.
0: We cut back to the monastery where the monk has... A whole chart set up listing all the steps of his plan with check marks next to the steps that are completed as <laughs> the last one question mark question mark and then profit <laughs> so we actually we've got a check next to step number one which is arrival in northumbria okay Check next to step number two, which is position atomic cannon. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Escalates pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah. He's checked off step number three, which is sight vikings. He's only got the first three checked, though. Steps four through eight are not completed yet. We've got step four, light beacon fires. All right. Step five destroy Viking fleet.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Step six, Norman landing. Step seven, battle of Hastings. And step eight, meet King Harold. Interesting. So I, I guess he's rooting for the Saxons. He kind of mentions to himself, he talks to himself a lot, that he wants to get the villagers help with the beacon fires, which is the next step on the plan. Light beacon fires. And he starts, like, putting the chart away, kind of, you know, rolls it up and starts tucking it inside of, like, this, basically the big altar that he's working on, like the monastery altar. And someone starts banging on the monastery door.
1: Oh, no, no more visitors. It's getting so you can't call a monastery your own. (laughs) Uh, He's he's getting a bit of a doctor vibe there.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. He goes to answer the door, but it seems that there's no one there. Better go outside to look. (laughs) (laughs) He closes the door, and as soon as he closes it, there's another knock. He opens the door again and still doesn't see anyone. So this time he does take a few steps out, starts kind of looking around, and the doctor comes out of hiding, comes up behind him, and basically pokes a big stick into the monk's back, telling him that it's a Winchester 73. Oh,
1: interesting. Because he
0: knows that the monk's gonna know what that
1: is. And uh-huh. uh, I mean, I'm just wondering why why he picked a Winchester 73. But all
0: right, yeah. The doctor tells the monk that he has a lot of questions, and the monk basically allows himself to be forced to lead the doctor, like, into the monastery. You know, he's not really, like, trying to fight back or anything. Mm -hmm. Vicky and Steven have gotten to the clifftop overlooking the TARDIS, but they can't see the TARDIS because the tide has come in.
1: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Let's hope we remember to close all the doors and windows.
0: (laughs) Uh-huh. Vicky is pretty worried like she thinks you know it's gotten washed away basically or it, it could get washed away Steven tries to reassure her he says that he's sure that if the doctor did come back to the TARDIS like he would have moved it you know to to protect it from the tide coming in basically but the thought of the doctor moving the TARDIS worries Vicky even more because he might have moved it not only in place, but also in time,
1: Uh leaving leaving these two here.
0: The only way the doctor could move the TARDIS would be to dematerialize. So? If the doctor left here in the TARDIS, he couldn't get back. Oh, it can't be that. It can't be. (laughs) Yeah, Vicky's figured it out. Stephen still wants to go back to the monastery and figure out what the hell's going on here. But Vicky thinks there's no point. She's, you know, kind of, I guess, thinking she's going to be stuck here in 1066. So what's the point of anything? Stephen's like, yeah, but when we were at the monastery, we were actually like on a little room by room
1: map. Whereas right now we're just like looking at the overland map. So I'm thinking
0: (laughs) there's more to do back at the monastery. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this clifftop location is just like a little dot on the overland map. It doesn't, <laughs> there's no like zooming in or anything. Yes. Just then, Stephen actually has rolled an investigation check and he finds what looks like is probably the monk's atomic cannon hidden in the bushes pointed out to sea. So Kyle, won't you please tell us what an atomic cannon looks like? It actually looked pretty much just like kind of a, a modern modern like military small cannon large gun it was a oh, little, little disappointing <laughs> barrel was probably like three or four inches around and like several inches long and just kind of set up on like a little tripod thing and All right. yeah okay
1: look in Saxon times that they- They used swords and bows and arrows, not things like this, didn't they? And they're like, yeah, I think if they had (laughs) atomic cannons back in Saxon
0: times, we'd have known about it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Stephen figures it must be the monk. So Vicky finally agrees that they should head back to the monastery. In the monastery, the monk is leading the doctor down a corridor that the doctor thinks they've already been down a couple of times. He thinks the monk is leading them in circles. and The monk's like, no, no, it's, it's just what we do around here. We dress up the same corridor slightly
1: differently and pretend it's a different corridor. <laughs> You're not supposed to notice.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. As he mentions this to the monk, the monk actually spins around and tries to grab the doctor's gun, which, of course, is just a big stick. Uh-huh.
1: Ah! Now, I wouldn't do that if I were you. This may not be a gun, but I can still do you a considerable amount of harm. That's right. The doctor's put enough points into his walking stick skill that I think that uh, he can roll up pretty
0: high with just a normal stick. Someone starts knocking on the monastery door again, and the monk insists that they have to answer the door or it'll be suspicious. The doctor... At first, doesn't want to let the monk do it. He wants to go answer the door himself, but the monk's like, dude, you're not wearing the right clothing. And it takes a bit of convincing, but eventually the doctor agrees to, like, put on some monk's robes, and then the two of them will answer the door together. And remember, no more monkery. None of this is monkey business. (laughs) We cut to inside the front passage, where the doctor Oh Beans, I see him
1: <laughs> It's because our, our neighbor's car is leaving and Beans uh, is fascinated okay. by by cars coming and going next door.
0: You know, Matilda like doesn't really care about the outside pretty much at all. Oh Beans is
1: one of his favorite activities is just sitting and looking out the window. <laughs>
0: I guess she doesn't Not have easy. too many windows that she has easy access to, but the ones that she does have, she doesn't really care about. So so we cut to a little bit later inside the front passage where the doctor is now dressed in monk's robes. He answers the door and it is Sven the Viking who immediately puts his sword up to the doctor's throat. He and Ulf... Force their way into the monastery meanwhile the monk in the background kind of like slips away and disappears (laughs) well that worked
1: Uh i was wondering why the doctor was insisting so much that he has to be the one answering the door like (laughs)
0: dude let the monk do it i think he thought that the monk had like a a partner that he was working with or something maybe that was knocking on the door, something like that. Let's let's pretend that's what it was, and not just the doctor
1: wanting to be a busybody and be the one who does everything.
0: Yeah. So Sven and Ulf basically take the doctor to the cell that the monk had him in earlier. Sven stays there to guard the cell while Ulf basically goes off to search the monastery and find the rest of the monks. <laughs> um, yeah, buddy, uh, <laughs> I think he found most of them by now, not,
1: not quite all of them, but... <laughs> I'll give our terms to the rest of the monks. Hide us, or he dies. <laughs> uh, again, things aren't quite what they seem in this monastery.
0: Yeah, the other monk that there is to be found might not care that much. (laughs) So Ulf starts looking around. He does not roll well at all on his investigation checks, and he doesn't find anyone. But as he's looking, the monk pops up from behind the altar and hits Ulf over the head with, like, a piece of plywood or something. I couldn't quite tell. And Ulf falls to the ground unconscious. Nice. Whatever it was that he hit him with, though, it actually like broke over Ulf's head.
1: <laughs> uh, classic.
0: Uh huh. The monk starts tying Ulf up as we cut to Vicky and Stephen in the forest. So is this a, is this a kinky kind of tying up for this like mulf ship? <laughs> I think any any tying up can be kinky. On <laughs> our podcast, the way that we make everything into a ship, yes it can. <laughs> so Vicky and Steven have made their way back to basically where the secret passage exited out in the forest. Vicky is not really looking forward to crawling back through it again. I guess it was like pretty gross and dark and dirty and stuff but they don't really have much choice, so they head in. We cut to, a little while later, Sven, who, as you may recall, was guarding the doctor's cell, has fallen asleep. Ah, classic for guards. Uh (laughs)
1: Uh-huh. All our, uh, you know, comings and goings and people taking other people prisoner and stuff shenanigans in this episode are
0: very classic. <laughs> he gets woken up by a cock crow, so I guess it's morning now. Mm-hmm. He looks into the cell and of course finds that it is empty. So he's like, "Oh shit." And he heads into the cell. While he's looking around trying to figure out, you know, what could have happened to the doctor. The doctor comes up behind him and whacks him on the head with basically the same sort of thing that that Ulf got whacked with by the monk. There's just a room full of like <laughs> plywood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Basically leaves Sven just unconscious on the ground and like heads out. So these these
1: Vikings, I'm assuming that they're armed. I mean, one of them held a sword on the doctor. Uh, are, are either the monk or the doctor taking... Any measures at all to like take their weapons? Nope, not really. Just I guess I guess the monk tied up the other one, so tied up Ulf. So presumably while he's tied up he can't use his sword, one one hopes.
0: Uh Uh-huh. We cut down to the village where the monk is actually knocking on somebody else's door for once. (laughs) How do you like it? Shedith answers the door and he asks to speak to her husband. So Wulnoth comes. The monk explains that he came to ask for the help of the men of the village and that he wants them to prepare some beacon fires on the clifftops. Wulnoth is like, What the fuck? Why would we do that? And, and, he's and like, listen, Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> uh-huh. The monk basically tells him that he's expecting some construction materials for the monastery that are going to be coming in 2 to 3 days and he promised to, you know, give the ship that they're coming on his exact location. I guess, you know, on the Amazon order form for address, he just typed in the place where the beacon fires will be. <laughs> There's that little space for like If you have a gate or a dog. And he's like, no gates, no dogs, but we do have beacon fires. (laughs) Wilnoth clearly seems to think that this is super sauce. Yes, good. Good thinking, Wilnoth. Uh Uh-huh. But he agrees to it, basically. And as soon as the monk leaves, Wilnoth turns to Edith and asks her what the old man had said about Vikings.
1: He spoke of a planned invasion of many hundred ships.
0: And Woolnoth is just like Hmm Woolnoth
1: is like, that seems like the type of thing you should not be lighting beacons for.
0: Uh-huh. Stephen and Vicky find the unconscious body of Sven the Viking in the monastery. Stephen actually does take Sven's sword. Ah, uh, person of action. And the two of them continue their search.
1: What are we looking for, anyway? Uh, we'll know when we find it, won't we?
0: <laughs> we'll switch to initiative order. <laughs> so the monk heads back up to the monastery, and he starts telling Ulf, who is still tied up, that he's basically arranged for the beacon fires for Ulf's colleagues. And just then, a sword from off-screen is placed at the monk's throat, and we see that it's the doctor. Nice. So our, our heroes do notice these things. <laughs>
1: they do <laughs> yeah. click on the, the, the tied-up or unconscious bodies and check the inventories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he demands to know about the fires that the monk mentioned. And we cut away from this over to Stephen, who is starting to realize just how long it's going to take him and Vicky to, like, roll good enough investigation checks in every single room of this monastery to consider it thoroughly searched. Uh-huh. When Vicky happens to, to roll a good one, and... Finds what seems to be an electric cord on the floor (laughs) nice they follow this cord to its origin which is the altar that the monk was working at earlier this cable apparently goes into a door on the back of the altar which vicky and steven open and kind of look into, and realize that they can actually go inside. So they do. And as they enter whatever is inside of the altar, we start to hear a very familiar hum, and we see some very familiar weird round things on the walls. And as Vicky exclaims, It's a TARDIS! The monk's got a TARDIS! The words next episode checkmate appear on screen.
1: Nice. I mean, I know that we're we're near the end of the season and running into another i mean i guess it's we don't really know the, the term time lord yet right so
0: yeah running i don't into think another said TARDIS
1: that. user <laughs> um is this this might even be the first indication that we've had that there are multiple TARDISes out there i think it is yeah i remember speculating that like whether the doctor had built the TARDIS because there, there, there's some line that he says like about building it but then it was unclear if he was talking about the TARDIS or like Right, a specific or
0: part of a piece of equipment, something. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was some 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 piece of equipment, and we were like,
0: "Well, it doesn't
1: quite match up with the uh, the modern backstory." But I I think it's also pretty clear at this point that um, a lot of that backstory hadn't been written yet, and uh, right. the writers are just kind of winging it.
0: Yeah. So this is I think this is definitely the first. Indication basically that the TARDIS is not a unique item.
1: Yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember when you said that the the TARDIS arrived that the the monk wasn't surprised, um, but you think he'd at least have been like, man, why is your your TARDIS still a, a police box? Isn't it supposed to disguise itself? Like it seems like the Monk's TARDIS's chameleon device or whatever it's called at this point that it's still working. Right. It did like disguise itself as an altar. Um, No, I don't know why it's plugged in. I guess that the extension cord is what's powering the other
0: things. I think that's the idea. Yeah. We didn't see what's at the other end of it, but yeah. Yeah. Cool
1: all right well this is
0: fun i like i like the monk i mean i know mm-hmm. that
1: uh, as a character i mean he's kind of a jerk but uh, as a character <laughs> he's intriguing our, our meddling monk um i know that time lords in in the uh the, the fiction tend to have uh names that are like the something like you know you got the doctor the master the valyard i think one of them i'm maybe pronouncing that wrong um
0: But the monk, question mark? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I guess we never actually get, like, any other name for him, so... Interesting. Yeah, in my notes, he's just the monk. Indeed. All right, well, this is fun. Um, Did you have any other notes before we wrap it up? I don't think so. So... Yeah, come back in two weeks, listeners, and hear all about the exciting game of chess that they play in Checkmate, episode 39. Yes, the the beacons are lit, (laughs) and we shall see you in two
1: weeks. Bye. Bye. Hi, Benny here. The Doctor's Watcher would like to thank Circuit23 for the awesome theme song he created for us. You can find his music, including our theme, at soundcloud.com slash circuit23. And you can reach him at circuit.23, that's circuit.23 at gmail.com. Thanks to Kyle for talking to me about Doctor Who. And thanks to all of you for listening to me listening to Kyle talk about Doctor Who. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com or on Twitter at Dr. Watcher. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you review your podcasts. Join us next time on The Doctor's Watcher.
0: Just leave that, shall we?
1: But hmm? if I don't go, they'll get suspicious. But then we'll both go. I'll open the door, then I can keep an eye on you. Hmm? You <laughs> open the door? now, Doctor, that's not a very good idea. Oh, isn't it? And why not? Because you're not wearing the right sort of clothes. Oh! Yes, I see, I see. First you want to open the door, then you want the chance to reverse the position with the help of whoever it is outside. Secondly, you want to get me into a monk's habit so that whoever that is would recognize me as an imposter. Dear me, dear me, what an untrusting
0: nature you have, my son.
1: Yes, and you can drop the monk's act.